0: steal your attention back. Uh, It's good. It's good to chat and to talk. It's good to hear the the commotion in the room. It's good. Now, uh, four and a half years ago, Lisa and I moved into our our, um, house that we had purchased when we had moved here to Victoria. And uh, like as the market is today, even crazier now, it was crazy back then. And so we actually took this house as is. We couldn't even get a proper inspection on the thing. We just took it where we did. But I walked into the backyard and it was atrocious what I was seeing. In fact, my whole backyard, it's not a huge backyard, but my whole backyard was a weed field. Now to a guy who actually likes lawn care and taking care of things like that, it was disgusting. I couldn't believe what I was looking into. So I pulled out my good friend Roundup and I sprayed (laughs) Roundup everywhere in that backyard because I'm like... I need to get rid of it. Don't report me, okay, uh, with all the chemical stuff. It was four and a half years ago. Uh, I, but I, I, I killed the whole entire backyard. And then I went in and I removed the dirt. I brought in new yards of soil so that it would be fresh. And then on top of the soil, I placed some sod. I didn't do the seed version at that stage. I put sod. Over the next couple weeks, I noticed that, and I woke up in the morning, uh, my sod was turned over in certain places, and it was starting to confuse me. I'm like, it wasn't windy last night or anything like that, so I decided to stay up late, and I was wanting to see what in the world is going on, and lo and behold, I found that these little critters called raccoons were starting to turn over my sod, and because the soil was now good, and there was nutrients in the soil in order for the raccoons to get to. I didn't know what to do. I like, <laughs> I tried it. Well, no. I, anyway, I got to focus here. I i didn 't want those raccoons to be in play, but you know over some time they kind of tailed off, and my, my sod settled, and it started to look good but i 've noticed that over the last couple of years, I have to actually keep on top of that soil uh, i don 't know about you, but this last summer it was so hot here that it was tough to maintain uh, my lawn and so I noticed that there were these dry patches that were happening across my lawn, so this weekend I actually ordered two more yards of, of Of soil, Some really good soil. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take this soil, and I'm going to wheelbarrow it to the back. And so all weekend, I've been playing on my backyard. I've been ripping up the dry spots, and I've been placing new soil down, and then seed this time. Now, there's this thing with seed, though, that is driving me a little bit nuts because it's like it's a bird buffet suddenly in my backyard. And these little birds. And folks, I am losing my marbles because I am now walking out onto my back porch now, and I'm clapping as loud as I can to make those birds fly away. And then I go back inside and in a couple minutes, they come back, so guess what I'm doing? I'm outside again, bang. And these birds are driving me nuts though because they're taking my seed. But this is so important for me with the seed and the soil now because I'm trying to restore this lawn of mine. But what is critical for me in order to see my lawn come back to the life that it is supposed to be living in is this thing called soil. Say soil. Soil is so important. So I want to spend our time this morning talking about soil. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 13. And if you don't have them here today, uh, that is okay, because the words are going to be on your screen. We are in a series right now called SOS, and we've titled it Seeds on Soil. And so last weekend, I spent some time talking to us about the seed context. Today, we're going to look at soil. But I'd like to read to us today the parable, because in case you're new for the first time, it'll catch you up with where we're going. It says this in Matthew 13. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. And as he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Those little things, eh? Can you believe it? They're even in the Bible, as well as my backyard. They're a nuisance, those birds. But there they are. This says that other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. And other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as been planted. So anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then in verse 13, Jesus says these critical words, and we need to hear them today, but he says, For they look, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't understand. So in verse 18, Jesus wants to finish the parable of the seeds. Like, what's the deal about the seeds, Jesus? And he's like, well, let me tell you exactly what I mean. So he says, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath, it represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand. The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Will you pray with me as we've read the word of the Lord today? So Jesus, thank you for your word. This is a big one today because this really is going to talk about me and us and how we receive the seed of the word of God even in our own lives. And so Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to individual hearts, both online, here in the room, to our church family. And I ask that you will shape us the way you need to today to look more like Jesus. So I give you thanks. Now take these words in the preparation, anoint it and use it as only you can. I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I'd like to speak to us from the subject, Define the Soil. So I'm going to ask you today, how do you define the soil in your life? Our series, SOS, is all about responding to the distress call that has happened in our world. I don't know if you've noticed that in the last two years, this world has become a little bit bonkers. Have you noticed this before? A lot of things going on, but we notice this is that SOS indicates a crisis or a need for action. It requires assistance. And so what I have done is I've called our church to an SOS, And although it is a maritime metaphor, I've applied SOS to the urgency that is at stake here. With the soil of our world tilled and disrupted, it's time to throw seeds onto that soil because God doesn't waste time and he doesn't waste moments. So he's looking for his church to throw some seed on the soil that has been tilled and seeds matter. And I've talked to us last week about it's our turn to now go throw seed because people are waiting to hear the word of God. So through your lifestyle, maybe through the words that you say, we preach a message called the word of God, and it is seed throwing into our culture. And I've made it about you, but throwing to others. But today I want to take this message and talk about you. So look at your neighbor, point at them and say, you, you, because we're coming after you. Here's the question. If you are to throw seed, what, what type of soil are you, though? So if we're going to go throw seeds, are you able to decipher what type of soil is happening in your heart? What is your own personal response to the Word of God in your life? So this parable actually looks at how the message of the kingdom of God And the Messiah himself are to be received. So, this is all about, as we're talking about seed and soil, how people are going to respond and take the message, the seed, the word of God. And here's the message God looks at our world and he sees its disruption. He knows that we needed help. And he sends his son Jesus to this earth to die for the sins of man. Jesus comes and he dies and he hangs on a cross. Three days laid in a tomb, but at the end of those three days, he gets back up because he's a victorious king. And this is the story that we are talking about when we come to the message or to the seeds that are being thrown. It's not a message of defeat, it's a message of hope, that Jesus is alive and he is about to do something pretty critical in this world today. And he needs you and I in order to do that. This parable is going to show you that people are going to respond differently to the seeds that are being thrown. This is a big deal. The message is always the same, but it's the hearts of people that are going to be different. And the heart represents the soil. And those things are interchangeable today. And so we're asking, what is the soil of your life? What is your heart like when it comes to the word of God? This parable is teaching us as well that the kingdom of God does not grow quickly. It grows slowly. There is a, mat- a, a, a maturity that has to take place in people's lives. And we see in scripture that some are gonna be infants, but then some are gonna grow into a maturity. And it is a journey to get to this with Jesus. You know, it, it, it would be fair to say today, like, this thing of faith, it's not a sprint, folks. It's a marathon. So get yourself in. And get ready for what is about to take place. Matthew Henry, a commentator, says this. He says, As we are, so is the word to us. What he's communicating is that is as our hearts are, so we respond to the word. So let me again ask you, How's your heart today? What's the soil of your heart? So our parable shows us four different soils, and I'd like to actually take a look at all four of those soils this morning together. So the first soil that we see is the footpath. Now the footpath, when I, when I first see the word footpath, I actually think of this thing called the galloping goose. Anybody ever heard of this thing before? Galloping goose. Who's been on the galloping goose? Like a few of us, right? But the Galloping Goose is a 55-kilometer trail that runs through the heart of Victoria. It's, it's amazing. But you get onto this trail, and there are people who are walking. There are people who are running, and I don't know why, but anyway, they do. Uh, I'm just not a runner, folks, okay? Like, I told you I got issues today, but just... Uh, uh, if there's a ball, I'll run, but anyway, I digress. Okay, I'm gonna come back to this. People are running, walking, they're biking. I've seen electric bikes on the, on the piece there as well. People are doing a lot of different things on the galloping goose, but you know one thing about the galloping goose that you will not see? Growth. Growth. On the trail of the galloping goose, nothing is going to grow because there is constant action and activity on top of it. It is constantly being trampled on by people. And that's very interesting picture just for a, a trail, but it's very interesting on how sometimes when we even want to try to throw seed with the Word of God, how we've trampled on people with our agendas as well. Ooh. But the reality is the galloping goose is a dead space. It's beautiful for us to enjoy there's nothing that is happening on the galloping goose because it's constantly being trodden on. This soil that we talk about in the footpath represents a person who simply refuses to hear the word of God. This person is unresponsive. This person is hardened in their heart to hear the word of the Lord, and some will just flat out reject it. You know, the interesting thing about Jesus as he begins to show us these four different soils, he's not offended by what's about to take place. He knows full well that in this audience today, there are gonna be people probably in all four of those soils, and he's not too too bothered by it, but he's just letting us know, like, this is where you're at, and perhaps today, you have that heart, that soil that is unresponsive and rejects. Keep in mind that these people in this section, they hear the word of God, but they just don't understand the word of God because there is someone else at play in their lives. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, it says, if the good news we preach, if the good news that is thrown, seed, is, is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden from people who are perishing. Now, just a few moments ago, we were singing about turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. The problem is in seeing Jesus for some people, there's a veil that is across their eyes. They literally cannot see Jesus And here's why. Because Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. And they don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. One of Satan's chief works is to keep us in darkness regarding understanding. Remember, These people on this soil, they hear, but they don't understand because there's somebody who is trying to disrupt them. Charles Spurgeon says this, Satan is always on the watch to hinder the word. He is always afraid to leave the truth, even in hard and dry contact with the mind. I mean, I don't know about you, but have you noticed that in our COVID season, Satan has been at work in people's lives? Like this is that soil where Satan is best at work and he is trying to deceive a people to not understand what the word of God is saying. But folks, I'm here to tell you today that the disorientation that the devil may bring leads us to a reorientation with God where people are going to be able to understand because the church is gonna stand up at this time and step into its glory and do what it has been called to do, amen? This is the opportunity that's in front of us. Please see that the message, the seeds that are throwing, the message, the word of God, it is not the problem. It says that the heart is. So in Jeremiah chapter 17, um, it reads uh, this, and I'd like to read it over as It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. That's the kind of tree that I want to be or type of plant. But then listen to this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Are you encouraged, church? <laughs> like, this is, this is our heart. Just to say this. The message is true. It's our hearts that are not. That's why we've got these soils represented today. It comes back down to you and I. Soil, if you didn't know, can be so compact that nothing can penetrate it at times. It could be that hard. And perhaps that is a soil that could be represented in your life today. The second soil is the rocky soil. And I think we understand rocky because we live on Vancouver Island. (laughs) Underneath us, literally, is a rock. But when we go into the different soils that are around us on the island, the more you dig down, you begin to experience actually a little bit more of this rocky nature. So through uh, COVID season, Lisa and I decided to fix our fence in the backyard with the help of a really good friend. We started doing it. One of the jobs for me was I needed to take an auger, and I needed to dig out these holes for my fence posts. Well, I'm starting to do that, and I realize quickly I'm starting to sweat a lot more than I really wanted to Uh, because as I'm digging in, I'm actually hitting lots of rock underneath me, and I'm talking from pebbles to stones to boulders, everything underneath me, and so I'm starting to learn the seepage even of my own yard and how the water is just running through, but the rocks are a nuisance, and yet Jesus says that, hey, there are going to be those where the seed is going to fall on rocky places. And I have already made the admission to you today, that's a nuisance because there's something that's going to take place with us. It says that the people with this type of soil in their hearts, they hear the word enthusiastically and receive it with great joy. Like they're, it's emotional. They're excited for what's about to take place. In fact, our teenagers this weekend are at Nanus Bay Camp with Pastor James, and they're having a great weekend. And a lot of them are going to be like this soil. Why? Because they're going to receive what that preacher says to them, and they're going to be excited. I'm going to go back home, and I'm going to change the world. And then they're going to wake up tomorrow morning, and go to school, and forget everything. Now, that's just a student. I'm not picking on students, because some of us here today, we are excited. Whoa, this is a great, and we're going to go, and we're going to get to work tomorrow, or we're going to have to go back to parenting our children. And it's like, uh-oh, that disappeared. This text is just showing us that we're going to receive it with great joy, but then it's going to be stripped away, and I want us to notice that the problem is not with the sudden growth. It has to do with the lack of depth of the soil, and this is important because the depth of your soil matters to Jesus. For instance, he says that when you receive these seeds with enthusiasm and joy, and it's emotional for you, he says there are two things that are going to come your way, and they're going to try to strip that away because there is a lack of depth. The first one we see is problems. So in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says this. Uh, He goes, you are going to have trouble in this world. You are going to have problems, folks, but guess what? I have overcome the world. But what this is showing us is that, yeah, you know, when that seed is thrown into my life, then there are these things called problems that are going to come, and they're going to actually take away that enthusiasm and that joy that I've had for the Word of God. So, I mean, it could be your health. It could be your wealth. It could be your relationships with people. It could be how you are with your spouse or your children, but you have problems. And this text is saying that when those problems come, you're going to... you're going to fall a little bit. It also goes on to say this and that persecution is another one of those key moments. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 11, it, it, this is great, it says, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things about you. Who's excited to be a Christian now? <laughs> right? But like, because you are my followers, so Jesus is saying, Listen, you're going to receive that word enthusiastically, but problems are going to come and persecution is going to come. This is where it's going to come. It's going to come from your family. Family is going to stand in your path, and they're going to look at you and be like, you believe that because the word of God says it? Yeah, I believe that. And they're going to persecute you. Jesus says, consider that a good thing. It doesn't make any much. It's not logical, but this is what Jesus says is going to happen. Or you're going to have friends, especially with the positions of COVID all around us. You're not going to see eye to eye with people. And guess what? You're going to be persecuted even by people. And what is happening here? Duncan Ligon, again, another commentator, says this, that people like the part about showers of blessings, but losses and crosses? Oh, I'm out. See, this soil causes people to believe Jesus when it is good. But when it's bad? peace out, Jesus. I'm done. And what we see there is that our faith becomes circumstantial. And Jesus is just saying, hey, there are some people who are like this. Problems, persecution, I'm out. Fair enough. The third one we see is the thorns and the weeds. The interesting part about this soil is that it it represents a fertile ground receptive to the word of God. Um, But that soil is also too fertile in that it grows other things in it. Have you experienced this before in your life? If I were to go right back to my lawn, one of the things that I'm out there doing consistently is I'm trying to remove the weeds because the, the soil has been good enough for, yes, my grass, but it's also good for the weed. And they want to grow together. I don't like weeds, so I kill them or I remove them. And this is the same picture that Jesus is saying in our lives. The soil is fertile, but it can grow certain things together. But this particular language here is all about choking out. I don't know if you've ever, you know, had a wrestling match back in the day or you're fooling around and someone gets their hands around you. It's an uncomfortable feeling, isn't it Not. But the reality is Jesus says that you're going to get choked out by these thorns or these weeds that are happening What are these thorns and these weeds? Let me just make this very clear and easy for us. It's alternative desires that choke off our faith. That's what this is. Jesus is saying that you and I, we have alternative desires in our life that are gonna choke out the word of God, the seed that has been planted in our hearts. And it shows us in this text that that comes down to the person who is preoccupied with life. I mean, that could be your alternative desire. I just love life. So Jesus, you can kind of come in when it fits me. It talks about the people who have anxiety in their life. That's an alternative desire. It's not a great desire, folks. And I know we know that, but some of us like to worry so much about things that are unnecessary. And Jesus is saying that those are going to be the things that are going to choke you out as well. He goes on to talk about your accumulation, your stuff. And Jesus is saying there are some people who are so focused on their stuff, their alternative desires, that they forget Jesus' word and the seed that he's tried to plant. Or you know what? For some of us, we are just simply surviving. We just want to survive. And I think that's been a lot of us in this last season. I just want to survive. But we are being choked by the thorns and the weeds that are around us because there are alternate desires. Rather than listening to the seed Of the Word of God. This is a rich soil for those who are willing to hear it and to embrace it. And this soil in this particular section, I really think it helps us in understanding our maturity and our approach to the Word of God. What do I mean by that is is what sustains you? What's the things in your life that sustain you? Is it your spouse? Is it your bank account? What are the alternative desires that sometimes sustain us versus depending on what Jesus wants for us? And then lastly, there's the good soil. This is the only soil. And watch what, watch what happens here. This is the only soil. Verse 13 of Matthew chapter 13 says this, they look, but they don't see they hear but they don't understand but this is the only soil in which the people now hear and they understand there's something that happens in this soil in fact i've 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 brought a summation to it in in one word and that word is defined as this fruitfulness that fruitfulness will occur in our lives 30 60 100 fold when we not only just hear the word of God, but we apply the word of God and we understand it, we put it into action, we allow that seed that God has placed in the soil of our hearts to take its root, to grow in its depth, and that it begins to impact everybody around us. It shows me in this soil that this soil can also have rocks, it could also have problems and persecutions. It shows me that it could have its thorns and weeds. And guess what? There's still production that can happen with people who have the soil. Because I've met a lot of good people in my life who have really good soil. And guess what? They've had problems and persecution in their life. And they've had those other moments where the anxieties of life have hit them. And the worries of this day have hit them. But they have They still stood on the hope and the foundation of Jesus Christ. So it shows me that these things can happen, but this particular soil produces much around it. It welcomes and receives what God says and desires over us. And perhaps today you and I, we don't have fertile soil when we choose not to accept the word of God in our lives. And I'm finding this very interesting in the church today, to be quite honest, especially in COVID season where we are willing to take on some of the things that Jesus says and not some of the other things. But this is the moment for the church to stand. Like, this is the moment where we as believers can step into the the tilled soil of this culture and begin to throw seed. But let me ask you, are you listening to the word of God? Or are you listening to your own agenda and own opinion versus the voice of Jesus? Because Jesus is the be-all, end-all of what we do. And are you allowing your lives to be found in him? The goal of this parable is for the reader and the listener to see ourselves in all four of the soils. I've had this in my life where I've been the footpath. I've had this in my life when I've been the rocky path. I've had the thorns and the weeds, and I've had fertile soil. But this parable asks us to ask these questions that you see on the screen. In the footpath, sometimes you allow the word no room at all. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're the stony path. And sometimes you have flashes of enthusiasm in receiving the word of God, the seed, but it quickly burns out. Or maybe today it's the thorns. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches are constantly threatening to choke you out. And you know you're suffocating. Let me encourage you, if you're in this one, let it go. Because being choked out is not fun. Soon you're unconscious, and you're not listening and paying attention to what Jesus says. And the good soil is the word bears fruit in our lives. The difference in each of these categories is actually the soil. Please see that it is not the sower, nor is it the seed. That's faithful and true. The difference is the soil which means you and I. And be encouraged today that even though that there are going to be, be people who fall into all different types of soils, it's God who is in control of his harvest. And he is going to get seed planted where he needs it to be planted today. Again, I encouraged this last week is that your job with me is to go throw seed. And it's God's job to grow that seed the way he wants to but it prompts all of us to ask the question today, what kind of soil am I? What kind of soil are you today? Who are you in this story? How are you able to prepare your own heart, your own soil to receive the fertile soil that God wants to see in your hearts and in your lives? And lastly, I want you to consider this. As we've made it about you today, last week I also made it about you, but in an action step of throwing seed. So if you're about to go throw seed, I want you to simply just be aware that you have no hot clue the soil that you're about to throw your seed. We talked about us. Footpaths, stony thorns are good. And as you throw seed this week, you don't know what soil it lands on. Guess what? That's not your job. It's God's, and he knows, and he sees. What type of soil are you going to be, especially as you throw onto other types of soils? Why? Because your how matters in how we throw seed to other people. May we throw seed from a place of fertile soil. Will you stand with me? I'm gonna pray with us as we close today. Jesus, thank you for this time, and I ask that you will help us right now by the Holy Spirit to discern what type of soil am I today? For those in this space who are listening to us who are the soil of the footpath right now and they're rejecting or just unresponsive to your word, I pray that you will allow somehow, some way, your light to shine onto their lives. I pray that you would block the enemy from dictating to them and keeping them from understanding. Jesus, come and rescue my friends that way. For those of us that we're on the rocky path and the problems and the persecution are the things that are in front of us, help us to not live a faith that is just circumstantial, but to be steady to you, to run this marathon. For those of us who are in that thorny, in the weed field right now today and there are all these other um, alternative desires happening around us, remove that anxiety, remove the stuff that we try to fill instead of your voice, your word, your seed. And I pray over this church that you would allow us to be a fertile group of people who spread the word of God both in our word and in our action and our deeds. You know what I pray for, Jesus? I know you You said that 30-60, but I'm asking for a hundredfold return off the fertile soil of lives today because the time is now. This world is in desperate need. They need hope. And I pray that your church would stand up and that we would be the bride that you have asked us to be engaged in throwing seed and having good soil ourselves. So this week, Jesus, help us to go throw some seed, help us to have a discernment on even the type of soil that we're throwing it on and to pray towards that as well. So Jesus, I give you thanks and I pray these things in your name, amen. And perhaps you're here with us today or online and you've never accepted Jesus Christ and you notice the footpath hold in your own heart. Just unresponsive. You hear things, but you don't understand. It would be a privilege of ours to lead you on a journey with faith with Jesus Christ. And so all you need to do is text the word LIFE to 250 478 And one of our pastors will come and have a conversation with you and talk to you about how is it that we can move you to a fertile type of soil in your lives. So church, I hope that you have a great week throwing some seeds discerning your own life in the soils that you are, I hope that you eat a lot of turkey next Sunday and that you'll come and hang out with us at the Turkey Bowl on the Monday. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Make sure you sign up for First Steps. Have a great week and we'll see you next week.